I'd like to take a moment and have a real heart-to-heart with you. If you're able right now, place your hand over your heart. Can you feel it? That's your heartbeat telling you that you're alive. It's the same for a preborn baby. Their heart begins to form at conception, and at just three weeks, it's already beating. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on ultrasound. And that's why we've partnered with Preborn, because we need to help these precious babies. Every day, Preborn's networks of clinics rescue 200 babies from abortion. When a mother with an unplanned pregnancy meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine encounter. That doubles a baby's chances at life. And by six weeks, the eyes are forming. By 10 weeks, a baby is able to suck his or her own thumb. And for just $28, you could be the difference between life or death of a child. All gifts are tax deductible, and I want you to donate. All you have to do is just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. You can also donate securely at preborn.com slash verdict. That's preborn.com slash verdict or pound 250 and say the keyword baby. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to the number four, patriots.com slash verdict to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. Go right now to the number four, patriots.com slash verdict. Welcome. It is Verdict with Senator Ted Cruz, Ben Ferguson with you, and we have a lot to cover, uh, including the possibility of a terror attack around the world uh, on the 13th of Friday. This being declared by Hamas as a day for people to go out and unleash war wherever they are in the world, if you are a follower of them. Senator, I want to start with this. There's a lot of parents I've talked to, even notes that are coming out now from schools to parents about this concern of this threat. Um, from from your perspective as a senator, what have you guys been told or briefed on, or has there been anything really, or is this more just, hey, it's an international threat, a, a call to arms by a terrorist organization? Well, uh, as senators, we have not been briefed differently from anything that is public right now and in the news. So you and I are sitting here. It is 11.20 p.m. on Thursday night. Uh, and we're recording this right now. This this pod will come out early Friday morning. Uh, as of now, uh, nothing has happened in terms of a terrorist attack in the United States. All of us have read the news that Hamas has called for a global day of jihad uh, on Friday the 13th. I don't know. What will come of that? I I hope and pray nothing will come of that. But one of the things we've talked about on on the pod this week, on both Mondays and Wednesdays, is in my judgment, the risk of a serious terrorist attack in the United States is right now greater than it has been any time since September 11th. I think there's a confluence of a number of factors. One, obviously the most significant war in Israel in 50 years, the most significant attack on Israel in 50 years. Number two, two and a half years of open borders on our southern border, 7.6 million people coming in illegally, including a very significant number of people on the terror watch list, uh, and an exposure that there could be a significant number of terrorists from countries in the Middle East who have come into this country in the past two and a half years. All of that combines, I know that law enforcement in cities across America is on high alert today. Uh, police officers, police departments are, are taking the, these threats seriously uh in in new york obviously new york has has long been 
tragically a target for terrorism, and New York has a very significant Jewish population. Uh, the NYPD uh, is beefing up patrols, in particular at, at Jewish schools, because sadly, with a call to jihad, uh, that could be a target uh, of violence or terrorism. My hope, my prayer, is, is that we don't see that today in America or, or globally. But I do think the risks are significant. This is a dangerous world, and, and so uh, I, I think everyone should, should, should be careful and be vigilant and, and, and be alert. There are scheduled protests across the country by pro-Palestinian forces, and, and that, that we have seen with Black Lives Matter and Antifa riots that protests can turn violence, particularly when you have local politicians that that prevent the police from doing their jobs we saw that with the black lives riot black lives matter and antifa riots i i certainly hope and pray we don't see a repeat of that tomorrow but but i do think this this is a time for everyone to be cautious to be careful uh to be alert and and certainly law enforcement uh is on high alert right now you know, you've talked about this, and it's something that keeps coming up with everybody that I've been talking to for the last several days, and that is for years, not months, years, you've been warning Congress and the country when you are either on this show or on Fox or wherever you're doing TV or doing other interviews of the, of the national security threat at the southern border. It's not just illegal immigrants coming across. It's, it's, it is a national security threat of, of who may be coming across. How frustrated are you right now that Democrats refuse to understand, I think is, is, is the scariest part, and admit that an open border allows for terrorists to come in? This year, for example, we have gotten five years worth in one year of people coming across the southern border who were on the terrorist watch list, and that's who we've caught. So this year, more people than the last five years combined that is a shocking number, and that is an official government number. That means Joe Biden knows that number, and yet Democrats refuse to look at the border, even from a national security standpoint. Well, I, I, I have to say Joe Biden does not know that number. I, I do not think there is any chance, if you ask Joe Biden that number, that any part of his brain has any awareness of that number. Uh, and I have no indication that anyone's briefing him on it. I have no indication that anyone in the administration cares about it that anyone thinks he cares about it uh, and and i gotta say that number is not the one that worries me the most yes we are seeing a massive spike in terms of the number of people apprehended who are on the terror watch list and mind you you get on the terror watch list because there is credible and meaningful evidence that that you are a risk for terrorism you don't get on that list uh, list lightly what worries me much more is how many people on the terror watch list are among the gotaways. And, and you have to understand, there are two broad categories on our southern border, those who are apprehended and those who they see, but they get away. And, and the difference, the, the, the people who are apprehended, the vast majority of the people who are apprehended are voluntarily turning themselves in. They're going and seeking Border Patrol agents and turning themselves in. And... Which which raises the question, the gotaways, why are they bothering to run? Why are they actively evading Border Patrol and law enforcement? And it raises the natural inference that the gotaways are much more likely to have seriously dangerous characteristics, whether it is that they're convicted felons, convicted murderers, convicted rapists, convicted child molesters, whether they're gang members, MS-13 or other gangs, or whether they are, in fact, terrorists coming to America with the intention of committing acts of terror. And given the very high numbers in the people we've apprehended, the big concern is how many are in the ones that got away? Those gotaway numbers are, are something that have to be haunting to law enforcement, border security as well. You combine that with these new threats, and, and I my, my biggest fear is, we could have stopped these people from getting in and we deliberately chose not to because the Democratic Party said, I would rather put politics ahead of national security. 
did they learn nothing from 9-11? And how frustrating is that from your perspective when you have to work with them on these things in Congress? Well, it, it certainly seems that this White House and this administration learned nothing uh, from 9-11 because they're setting up the conditions for yet another 9-11. Uh, and, and it's worth noting that this horrific terror attack, this act of war carried out by Hamas and Israel, it's, it's the worst attack on Israel in 50 years. It is Israel's 9-11, but it is also an American terror attack. Uh, just yesterday, John Kirby updated the number of Americans killed in Israel. The, the, the number from, from the White House is we now know that 27 Americans were killed in Israel and at least 14 stand unaccounted for, which means there's a very real possibility that they are hostages in Gaza right now. 27 Americans killed in a terror attack ranks high among the worst terror attacks directed at Americans in history. Now, obviously the Israelis paid a, a orders of magnitude higher price, and it was directed principally at the more than 1,200 Israelis who were murdered, but 27 Americans being killed in a terror attack is very significant, and I pray that that is not foreshadowing uh, for, for what could come next. I want to talk to you about our friends that got the precious metals real quick. If you're like me and you've wanted to buy gold for years, lots of commercials out there talk about buying gold. The question is, who can you really trust? Well, I didn't want a bad investment. I wanted to make sure that I had someone I could work with. And that is when I found Augusta Precious Metals. If you have an IRA or a 401k and you want to buy physical gold, eliminate fear and uncertainty for the process using the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. Now, I use it personally to vet Augusta Precious Metals and I'm buying gold from them myself. You can use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company. You can also get the free investor's guide on gold from Augusta Precious Metals right now. And you can get the gold IRA company integrity checklist today. All you got to do is call Augusta and you can get that free guide on gold. The number 877, the number four gold IRA. That's 877, the number four gold IRA or online at Augusta preciousmetals.com. You can also text the word Ben to 68592 if that's easier on you and you'll get that integrity checklist right away. So text the word Ben to 68592 or AugustaPreciousMetals.com. You, you just brought up another aspect of everything that's happened in Israel. We have seen um, other countries, for example, Mexico, uh, quickly evacuate people that were in um, in Israel, who were visiting there, we have seen other nations that have come in as well, and there seems to be somewhat of a slowness in response. There's been criticism of Americans that have been in Israel trying to get out quickly and not seem like it's a, a, a top priority of, of, of this administration to hurry up and allow them to get home. There's a lot of people that go on pilgrimages, a lot of elderly people that are from this country that go on trips to Israel they're wanting to get home quickly, and and there seems to be a lack of urgency compared to other countries. Have you heard from people in Texas specifically that are trying to get home, and, and what is the government's response on that? Well, we have. We have heard from a great many uh, Texans uh, who are in Israel who are trying to get home. And, and, and actually, I have put up on, on my official Senate website a page of resources. So, so the website is cruise.senate.gov slash information dash four dash Texans dash currently dash in dash Israel. So it's a little bit clunky, but you can find it uh, by, by searching for information for Texans currently in Israel. And, and we have put up a series of links for people who, who are in Israel who are trying to get home, links to go through the State Department, links and resources, links to our staff. I have an entire staff uh, of, of people that are working right now with numerous Texans who are in Israel who are wanting to come home, and, and it is not 
Uh, it is not necessarily easy, but we are actively working with, with dozens of Texans uh, trying to assist them in coming home. But, but it remains a very dangerous time because Israel is, is in a state of war right now. You, you talk about the national security side of this, and, and John Kirby, uh, it seems almost like he's the acting president of the United States of America, giving out more information than the president is, uh, is out there, and he talked about the Americans that have died, but also those that are unaccounted for. I want people to hear what he had to say, and then I want to get your reaction to it. Start with the saddest of news. Uh, we can now update the number of Americans that we know have been killed uh, to 27 and the number of unaccounted for stands today at 14. Uh, we're obviously doing everything we can to support and inform the families. Uh, now, sadly, five more families have now gotten the worst possible news that any family can conceive of getting. Um, and we're going to stay in touch with them uh, as appropriate. Same goes for those family members of those who are unaccounted for. And by unaccounted for, we mean that. We don't know where they are. They don't know where they are. So we're going to obviously stay in touch with them as well. And certainly we're continuing to work with Israeli officials to make sure that uh, we're getting as much context and information as possible that we will share with them. Uh, that is very concerning if you're an American who has a loved one that's still missing. Sure. What have you been told and what are we doing behind the scenes to get them back? Because we still have not seen a very clear statement from this White House that you do not harm Americans. And if you do, there will be hell to pay. Well, and, and for, for those 27 Americans who've been murdered, there has been no suggestion from this White House of, of consequences. Uh, Israel is, is exacting consequences. But, but look, one of the things that has been so frustrating, we're now just under a week into this war. Virtually every single day, the Biden administration has put out statements one after the other, undermining Israel, urging Israel not to react, urging Israel not to engage in military conduct, urging, urging Israel to, to have a ceasefire. And, and, and let's just run through, through a few of those, because the, the night of the first attack, as the atrocities were happening, here's what the Biden State Department tweeted out, quote, we unequivocally condemn the attack of Hamas terrorists and the loss of life that is incurred. We urge all sides to refrain from violence and retaliatory attacks. Terror and violence solve nothing. Now, a couple of observations about, uh, about that tweet. Number one, the opening sentence. We unequivocally condemn the attack of Hamas terrorists. Okay, that, that part is okay. And the loss of life that has incurred. Now, it's interesting, that is written in the passive voice. Have you ever heard that, that phrasing, the loss of life that has incurred? That is someone trying desperately to say, to remove, the passive voice is when you remove the actor. You remove that Hamas terrorists have murdered now over a thousand Israelis. Instead, it's simply loss of life that has incurred. It just happened magically. Not, not through any actor murdering them. And then we urge all sides to refrain from violence and retaliatory attacks. So who are the retaliatory attacks? That's clearly directed at the Israeli military. And then terror and violence solve nothing. Now, as you know, this came out at three in the morning. And within minutes, I had a response out on Twitter denouncing it, saying this is disgraceful. And every single person involved in drafting and approving this tweet should be immediately expelled from the U.S. government. And... Within minutes of, of my pointing it out, the State Department deleted that tweet. That was the first day, the very first instinct, as Israel's being invaded, as terrorists are murdering their civilians, as their citizens are being kidnapped, as infants and children are being murdered, the position of the State Department was, do nothing, do not engage in retaliatory strikes, just sit there and allow the terrorists to continue to murder your citizens. Now, the next day, the State Department posted a summary of a call between Tony Blinken, the Secretary of State, and the Turkish government. And the next day, the State Department said they were working on an immediate ceasefire. Now, an immediate ceasefire, this is after the, the massive terror attack carried out by Hamas 
the position of the Biden State Department on day two was they wanted a ceasefire. And by ceasefire, they mean Israel do nothing, do not attack Hamas. Again, I blasted that as indefensible. And again, they deleted the tweet. Now, two days ago, President Biden gave, after much delay, uh, a serious speech on the issue. And, and on the face of it, uh, the, the speech seemed pretty solid. Uh, he finally said unequivocally that America would support Israel, period, full stop, w- without the caveats that his administration had been putting in day after day after day. But it's worth noting that before and after the speech, the Biden administration continues to undermine Israel. So the day before Biden's speech, the deputy national security advisor went on MSNBC and warned the Israelis. Here's the quote. It is our advice that this war be conducted based on principles of international law. Well, Ben, what the heck does that mean? Has Israel ever not fought its wars based on principles of international law? Why is that something they're lecturing Israel on right now? Um, and, And then, as the speech concluded, reporters started asking Biden's staff to explain. Now, Biden refused to take questions. He ran out of the room. And Politico asked the National Security Council, uh, why is it they're talking about the the, the need uh, to follow the rule of law? And and, and to be clear, um, the State Department also put out a statement and said, quote, we also discussed how democracies like Israel and the United States are stronger and more secure when we act according to the rule of law. Again, what the hell are they talking about? When is Israel not fought according to the rule of law? So they're lecturing them. They're saying that it has to be conducted based on the principles of international law, that it has to be in accordance with the rule of law. That suggests the Biden White House doesn't think Israel will do that. And here's what the National Security Council said when asked, quote, we support Israel taking necessary and proportionate action. Understand what they're saying at every step. It it, it almost seems a daily basis. The Biden White House is telling Israel, do nothing, stand down. And and, and if you look at those two adjectives, necessary and proportionate action. Here's what's coming next, Ben. We're going to hear the Biden administration. We're going to hear left-wing Democrats, and we're going to hear the media blasting Israel that their actions are not necessary and they're not proportionate. That's going to be what they're going to say next. And they're going to say it especially because, and listen, we need to be ready. Tragically, there are going to be a significant number of Palestinian civilian casualties. Now, that is not the desire of the IDF. That is not the objective of the Israeli military. And in fact, the Israeli military goes to greater lengths to avoid civilian casualties than any military on the face of the planet. But the reason that we know there will be very significant Palestinian civilian casualties is Hamas wants those Palestinians to die. And they deliberately use Palestinians as human shields. They put Palestinian women and children around their military targets, around their missiles, around their terrorists, around their headquarters. And and their intention is for those Palestinian civilians to die because then the media does what they can always be counted to do, which is to use those images as an excuse to blast Israel. And, And all of these quotes about international law and the rule of law necessary and proportionate this is all foreshadowing where the biden administration and the press intend to go yeah great point there let me tell you about our friends over at chalk if you're a guy and you feel like that you've lost some of your strength and your vitality and weakness and complacency are setting in maybe you just feel fatigued and you don't want to go work out maybe you don't even like playing sports anymore and that's something you love to do uh, maybe you just feel like you're just getting weak and complacent and sitting around too much well guess what you're not alone men's testosterone levels are off a cliff historically at an all-time low Thankfully, the Patriots at Chalk are helping real American men just like you boost your testosterone levels up to 20% 
over 90 days. You'll get back that strength and vitality. You'll get rid of that weakness and complacency. It's manufactured right here in the U.S. of A. Chalk's natural herbal supplements are clinically proven to have game-changing effects on your energy, your focus, and your mood. So if you're sick and tired of sitting around and just being sick and tired of having that weakness and complacency, check out Chalk. C-H-O-Q dot com. That's C-H-O-Q dot com. Now, here's the best part. Use the promo code BEN and you'll get 35% off at chalk.com. C-H-O-Q.com. Boost your testosterone levels up to 30% over 90 days. C-H-O-Q.com. That's C-H-O-Q.com. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date health lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com Two-thirds of Americans are at risk of experiencing a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable. So you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like your electric blanket, your microwave, your RV, air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets, so you can power more devices at once and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to the number 4, patriots.com slash verdict to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. Go right now to the number 4, patriots.com slash verdict. It's truly shocking to see the press because even the press is 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 still basically being apologists for Hamas and the Palestinians, and, and that part is so frustrating. I also want you to hear what John Kirby had to say, and I want to get your reaction to this. Uh, as there were many members of the media that were trying to debunk that babies were killed by Hamas. New images have been put out showing babies murdered by Hamas. But American, actual American journalists were trying to debunk this to imply, oh, no, it really didn't happen. Oh, no, that's, that's some sort of, you know, uh, a line or propaganda. And, and John Kirby was, was asked not just about that, but also he was asked about the president and us not hearing about him very much, hearing from him very much. Take a listen to this from MSNBC. Understood. The last question, I don't know exactly uh, if or how you'll answer it, uh, but uh, viewers may know you have a back, you have a military background. You also have an extensive government communications background. Uh, and in the days ahead, there's a communications aspect to all this where the president, who's been quite forceful across the week, um, can sort of pull back uh, and go back to governing. You're busy with trying to find out who the new speaker is going to be and deal with a lot of other priorities at home or sort of uh, double down or extend this with a communications approach. And so I'm curious, is can you tell us anything about whether there'll be any other formal address to the nation, formal address to Congress, evening address to the nation, 
Um, as you know, in other past terror attacks, including on allies, over time, there, there either is a kind of an ebb, uh, where people say, oh, well, that was last week's news, and it's that country's problem over there. And sometimes there's more of a priority of summoning the U.S. sustained attention. Uh, again, I know you guys aren't going to break any, any secret news tonight, so to speak. But can you speak to any of that in the days ahead and what's on the mind of the communicators in the White House? Sadly, we don't think this uh, is going to end anytime uh, very soon, um, you know, certainly uh, in coming weeks for sure, if not longer. Uh, so I think you can count on hearing from President Biden uh, in the future about this particular conflict and what we're doing to support Israel. I have no doubt uh, that you'll continue to hear from him. But I also think you're going to continue to hear from him on a range of other issues that are important uh, to governing uh, in, in other places around the world, such as Ukraine, such as the Indo-Pacific. I'm sure he'll continue to, as he did uh, this week, talk about you know e economic issues, the junk fees. So you're going to you're going to continue to to hear him talk about issues that also matter on a domestic scale as well. That's what being president is. That's what being commander in chief is. Uh, you got to handle it all, and he's more than equipped and more more than ready to do that. Uh, at the White House, John Kirby, uh, thanks for taking a break from some of your work to speak with. I, I mean that that's the biggest non-answer I've ever heard when this is going on. Americans are being held hostage. Like, well, you might hear from him. Uh, in the future and about future Hamas attacks in the future, but you're not going to hear from them all the time on it. And there's going to be other things as well that are just as important. What? I guess that's global warming. Oh, no, no, no. Remember, he mentioned junk fees. So, so, so clearly they've got their priorities right. We've got the worst attack in Israel in 50 years. We have a war in the Middle East and their concern is we need to address junk fees right now. That Look, this is not a serious administration and and their instincts they want israel to stand down prime minister netanyahu is committed to eliminating hamas he's right in that the israeli government and the israeli military i believe they've convened a war cabinet they are going to do exactly that and throughout that journey and it is going to be in all likelihood months that it's going to take, and it is going to be a, a long and arduous and bloody ground battle uh, with, with significant casualties on both sides. This White House doesn't want to get into that, doesn't want to talk about the need to eliminate Hamas, doesn't want to talk about Iran in any respect. If you look at Biden's speech, he didn't talk about Iran. He didn't talk about Iran planning this attack. He didn't talk about Iran uh, funding this attack. He didn't talk about Iran directing this attack. None of that did he address. Now, we've talked at length on this pod before about, about how the Biden White House treats every issue not as a, a national security matter, but as a public relations matter. And so as it concerns Iran, I think a lot of Democrats felt a PR problem with the $6 billion that was recently paid as a ransom for five American hostages released. And so we saw just yesterday the news break that the Biden administration is going to freeze that $6 billion. Well, that's great. They never should have offered it in the first place, but if they're freezing it, that needs to happen. But that is about as easy as possible. And a bunch of Democrats, particularly vulnerable Democrats running in red states who realized, holy cow, we're actually funding the terrorists who are committing this. That's a problem. So a lot of Democrats had come out against uh, that $6 billion in the last couple of days, and it said freeze it. Now, mind you, very few of these Democrats had the courage to say don't send it when Biden initially sent it. But, but suddenly they discovered it. But as we've talked about at length, the $6 billion is the t tip of the iceberg. And they need to not only freeze the $6 billion, they need to stop the $10 billion that went several weeks earlier from Iraq to Iran. And beyond that, the most important flow of funds is the over 40 billion in oil revenues and they need to immediately vigorously enforce the oil sanctions to shut down that revenue and you're not seeing democrats talk about that they think that with the six billion okay we're done that's our price we're taking the six billion we're freezing that so okay we're not vulnerable on iran anymore look tomorrow the Ayatollah should not sell two million barrels of oil. And the Biden administration has the ability to make that happen. And yet Democrats are not calling for it. And and listen, their instinct, I, I, I want us to play a different clip. 
and and this is a clip from a pro-Israel rally where Democrat Senator Ed Markey is speaking, and 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 he's speaking, and 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 along with him on the stage is Elizabeth Warren. So you have two very liberal Democrats, and 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 take a listen to what Markey says, and then take a listen to the crowd's reaction. There must be a de-escalation of the current violence. The United States should... His face, by the way, because I could see the video. He, yeah. It was like he was in shock that people would be booing. It was like, whoa, whoa I, wait, wait, I thought you guys would want to hear that. He, he was in shock and standing behind his left shoulder is Elizabeth Warren. And she's in shock. They're both, because look, their instinct is Israel's the bad guy. And Israel needs to stop. There needs to be no effort to defeat Hamas because we're Democrats. We stand with the Palestinians. And that exchange, number one, it reveals the instincts of today's left-wing Democrat Party. They are already denouncing Israel for retaliating. They want de-escalation. De-escalation and ceasefire. Understand what that means. Every time a Democrat says it, it means Israel do nothing. Stop trying to destroy the terrorists. And and the look of shock from both Markey and Elizabeth Warren in that clip, I think it's very revealing, and I think we're going to see a lot more uh, exchanges just like that. Well, and then you have the other side, which is AOC. She comes out and says that, it, by golly, the United States of America has a responsibility to, I guess, intervene and prevent the attacks on Hamas. She claims it's to prevent a, quote, ethnic cleansing of Palestinians. Here's, her, here's what she said in her own words. It's our responsibility is to the stability and the security of the region. That means being able to support, uh, not support, yes, Israel in its defensive capacities, right, in its ability in, in, in that context. But it also means that the United States has a responsibility to ensure accountability to human rights, to prevent the ethnic cleansing of Palestinians, and to ensure that horrors do not happen in the names of victims who do not want their tragedy used to justify further violence and injustice. Right. Beautifully said. Beautifully said, right? Beautifully said. So America's job is after terrorists kill Americans is for us to make sure that none of the terrorists and the people around them get killed. Is that what I mean? That's what she's saying to to intervene, to defend the terrorists. That is what she is calling on. And look, this is one of the most powerful and influential Democrats in the House of Representatives. The other House Democrats are terrified of AOC. She campaigns for Democrats all over the country, and and they are all scared to cross her. And understand what she's saying. She's accusing Israel. She says, we don't want to see an ethnic cleansing of Palestinians. She's accusing Israel of of wanting to carry out an ethnic cleansing that that is an absolute slander it is a vicious lie it is an anti-semitic trope it is something leftists do all the time which is they take the horror and evil that has been directed at jews most most prominently in the holocaust and they then say that's what jews want to do to others Israel has never engaged in ethnic cleansing. Israel would not engage in ethnic cleansing because they are a liberal democracy that values human rights. And they go to extraordinary lengths to save human life. But Israel is also surrounded by terrorists who want to kill them. And Israel is willing to stand and fight to defend themselves. And understand, this is not some fringe kook on the Internet. This is one of the most influential Democrats in the House of Representatives accusing the state of Israel of wanting to engage in ethnic cleansing and saying the U.S. military needs to intervene to stop Israel from carrying out a genocide. That is a lie and a vicious lie, and it ignores 
the actual atrocities and war crimes that these Hamas terrorists have carried out over the past week. I want to tell you about Patriot Mobile. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. Now, the team there have been great supporters, not only of shows just like this one, but they are proud to partner with conservative organizations to grow the conservative base. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending a message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, as well as our military, our veterans, and our first responder heroes. They have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team, which makes switching easy. You can keep your same cell phone number you have now. You can keep your same phone or upgrade. Now, when you pay your bill, this is when the magic happens. They take a percentage of your bill each and every month and give it back to conservative causes that you help choose to support in these categories that I just mentioned. And you may not realize it, but many of the big mobile companies actually give huge donations to Democrats as well as to Planned Parenthood. So stop giving your mind to woke corporations that are fighting against your values and switch to Patriot Mobile. Use the promo code VERDICT. You'll get free activation and the best deals of the year. Call them, 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Or online at patriotmobile.com slash verdict. That's patriotmobile.com slash verdict. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens with this, especially American foreign policy with a president that doesn't want to step up here. We're going to keep you up on this. I also want to get to some other news, and that is Steve Scalise, who got the majority of the votes in the conference to become the Speaker of the House. He has now broke, made big breaking news by saying this about dropping out of the race. I know we've been following this. It's been quite a journey, uh, and there's still a long way to go. Uh, I just share with my colleagues that I'm withdrawing my name as a candidate for the Speaker-designee. If you look at over the last few weeks, if you look at where our conference is, there's still work to be done. Uh, our conference still has to come together and is not there. Uh, there are still some people that have their own agendas. And I was very clear, we have to have everybody put their agendas on the side and focus on what this country needs. This country is counting on us to come back together. This House of Representatives needs a speaker and we need to open up the house again but clearly not everybody is there and there's still schisms that have to get resolved this is not that surprising to me senator because it was clear he wasn't going to have the votes just like with kevin mccarthy he didn't have the votes that means is this a now a pathway for jim jordan to become the speaker because you also came out uh, and endorsed Jim Jordan, saying you believe he's the most fiscally conservative, the best guy for this job. Well, th- that that's right, I did. And, and, and it's worth going back and explaining why I did that, because we had talked on the podcast previously that I intended to stay out of the House leadership election. And that's what I've done the 11 years I've been in the Senate. I've stayed out of every House leadership election we've ever had. And, and my standard position has been that questions of House leadership are, are for the House members to decide. And, and that's what I had said on the podcast repeatedly. I'd said it to reporters in Capitol Hill repeatedly. Um, that was a position I was very comfortable with. And, and then um, a, a couple of days ago, Jim Jordan called me, uh, and he made a very direct ask. He asked for my support. Now, Jim is a friend. He's a good friend. I know Jim very well. Jim has been a guest on this podcast. We had him on, on two consecutive episodes doing a deep dive into the fantastic work that he's doing as uh, focusing on the weaponization uh, of the Department of Justice and the FBI and government. And and Jim is someone I've worked with the entire time I've been in the Senate. He is a strong conservative, and he asked he asked for my support. He said, and, and he leaned in hard on it. And I thought about it, and I thought carefully. And, and my general philosophy on political endorsements, and I make endorsements all over the country in – Senate races and House races and gubernatorial races and in, in, in school board races, all sorts of races, uh, is that I support the strongest conservative who can win. 
And, and both of those are important. I want a proven record that you're a real conservative. And I want a path to victory. I'm not interested in tilting at windmills. I'm not interested in, in, in a candidate that does not have a path to victory. And as I thought about it, uh, I came to the conclusion that Jim, Jim was that person, that he would be uh, certainly the most conservative speaker we had ever had, but that he had a real and viable path to win, that he had real and meaningful support. Now, obviously, his, his chief rival and, and the only two declared candidates at the, at the time for, for speaker were Jim Jordan and Steve Scalise. And, and Steve is, is a friend as well. Steve and I are good friends. We spent a lot of time together. Um, I like Steve. Steve is a conservative, uh, and and Steve, look the the statement that you just played that was not an easy statement for Steve to give, and I, I respect that 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 he gave it. I, I think it was heartfelt. Um, Steve is obviously hurting, but I think he's also trying to do the right thing. And I'll tell you, before I endorsed Jim Jordan, I when I hung up the phone with Jim. Before I put out the endorsement, I picked up the phone and I called Steve. And and the first thing I did is just ask Steve how is how he was doing health wise. He's he's dealing with a rare form of blood cancer and, and I've been been concerned and praying for him and, and, and he told me he is doing better and the treatment is proceeding very well. But but I gave him the heads up just man to man as I, I said, Listen, you're my friend Steve. I'm gonna make this endorsement of Jim. Uh, he asked me to do it, and Jim and I have been very close, and I'm going to endorse him. But I told Steve at the time, and I believe this, I said, listen, I think you'd make a terrific speaker, and I think Jim would make a terrific speaker. Uh, so so do not take this endorsement as as a negative comment on you, uh, but rather just a statement of of that I think Jim Jordan is the strongest conservative who has a path to win. And, and Steve was very gracious about it, and, and we're friends, and I certainly anticipate continuing to work with Steve in the years ahead. Now, what happened this week is the House Republican Conference met, and they had a closed-door meeting, and they had a vote, and Scalise won the vote by a vote of 113 to 99. So Jordan got 99 votes, Scalise got 113. And... Actually, the press coverage was was saying, well, that's it. Scalise is the speaker. And what happened subsequently is there were a number of of House Republicans who who did not vote for Scalise, who said over the the hours and days that followed that they were not going to vote for Scalise. And they dug in, apparently. And and it did not appear that Steve had a path to 218. And so I think he's pulling out because he at least at this point, doesn't see a path to 218. Does that mean Jim Jordan is going to be the choice? I, I don't know. With a House majority of just four votes, any five Republicans can say no and veto anyone. And look, Jordan got 99 votes in the conference. That tells you there were over 100 Republicans who didn't vote for him. I hope Jim can can earn the support of his colleagues and unify. I will say, listen, it's a tough time. I mean, one of the things that's playing out in the House is there are a lot of raw emotions. People are people are angry. Um, you have the individuals who who voted last week to remove Kevin McCarthy as speaker. Um, I think those those individuals have strong feelings. But I also think McCarthy and and his his core allies uh, are very very angry and and so look anytime you have people that are emotional and angry it's hard for them to come together now for folks worried that this chaos will last forever I, I don't think it will I think we will have a speaker and I think we'll have a speaker relatively soon I don't know how long it will take I I. I still think we'll have a speaker by the end of this week, so by, by the end of Friday or Saturday. But I don't know. It, it, it may bleed into next week, and it is possible if Scalise doesn't have the votes and if Jordan doesn't have the votes, that someone else will emerge as a third option uh, that, that is, is some sort of compromise candidate. Um, and, and there are a couple of names that are floating around. Uh, but it's not clear at this point what will happen. But I will say to anyone concerned, we will have a Speaker of the House 
the Republicans will come together. It just may take a little more time and, and, and a little more opportunity for emotions to cool. Yeah, and, and I think we can all agree it's something that we want to get done sooner than later. But you don't want to rush it too fast and just put somebody in there and then have them be failed right afterwards, just like we saw with Kevin McCarthy, where it doesn't work out long term. That's a huge problem. Don't forget, we do this podcast Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe or auto-download button. We are going to keep you updated on the latest things happening in Israel, also in the speakers race as well, plus any other major breaking news. Uh, We are thinking about those that are affected by what's happened in Israel and the Americans as well. Don't forget, you can go to the official uh, site for Senator Cruz and you can get info uh, if you do have loved ones in Israel. So make sure you use those resources as well. And we will see you back here in a couple of days. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ben Ferguson here. And if you're an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be a part of your investment portfolio. And I want you to visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investments to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one one of the best tax advantage income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more now at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information.